0: Welcome to the Canada's History Podcast. This is a special educator series where we speak with the finalists for the 2018 Governor-General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history. It's an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to research, interpret, and share the stories of the past. My name is Joanna Dawson. And today I'm speaking with Carrie-Lee Hewlett, a high school teacher at Canterbury High School in Ottawa, Ontario. For their Grade 10 French Immersion History course, Carrie-Lee's students learn the six historical thinking concepts by applying them to significant events in Canadian history since the Second World War. As a culminating activity, students create an artistic piece to commemorate an important event or moment incorporating key concepts like historical significance cause and consequence and the ethical dimension of history thanks for speaking with me today carrie lee and congratulations on being a finalist for this year's governor general's history award for excellence in teaching
1: thank you so much it's a great honor and privilege.
0: <laughs> so before we begin, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your school and the students you teach?
1: Sure. So um, as you mentioned, I work at Canterbury High School in Ottawa, um, and it's uh, an art school. So the students are enrolled in either visual arts, literary arts, dramatic arts, dance, um, or music, so vocal, instrumental Um, And me specifically, I teach social sciences in the social science department, Canadian World Studies, um, in French. So I'm the French immersion specialist. So I teach uh, history, social sciences, but in French to kids in the French immersion program.
0: Right. So knowing that it's an art school explains a lot about the quality and depth of the student work, which we'll get to a little bit later, because some of the work they submitted as part of this project is very impressive.
1: It's Yeah, they're amazing kids, joy to teach, and every day I'm blown away by just the talent, you know? Like when I was their uh, age, I almost felt like I think I was a bit of a schlep, right? <laughs> like I'm looking at these kids and you are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing.
0: Yeah, that's right. What was I doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. What was I doing?
0: So can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to develop this project for them?
1: For sure. I think, um, um, and I don't want to sound biased because you know I don't want to keep bragging about Ottawa, but living in this city, I find when you live in the city, you, you can take it for granted. and. So as I, you know, for the years I've been te- many years of teaching history, you know, we've gone on field trips, this and that, and I realize even, like, the students really take it for granted. They don't realize, like, oh, my gosh, look around. So I think, um, especially in the, you know, the last couple years, I've really been trying to instill that, you know, you got to seize all that we have and all that we can see and learn just by almost being a tourist in your own city. You know, we have museums and well, even Parliament Hill and just the monuments, the war monuments, and so much history and so much to learn from, just from, you know, being out and about. So I think that was kind of my inspiration. And um, two years, is it two years now, two years ago, they um, decided to, it might be a little longer, but finally the the monument was finished just recently, but finally um, Ottawa, Canada, we had... Um, a monument to honor the victims of the Holocaust built in Ottawa. So I kind of used that as kind of a stepping stone, like, look, you know, we're getting this amazing monument. So that's kind of what precipitated. So I kind of translated into, okay, now, um, you know, picking an event, they had the chance to create a monument. It didn't have to be a monument, as you could see from, you know, the work, but it could be any mm-hmm. type of way to remember contributions and justices, sacrifices um, of individual people, groups. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that kind of was the inspiration.
0: Wonderful. So why don't you take us through the project in a bit more detail and explain, um, you know, the student activities and steps that they complete.
1: Sure. Okay. So um, as I mentioned, so the, the ultimate, I guess, or the final task or final uh, product is to either create a model of a monument or it can be any other type of artistic product that they wish. It could be a painting, it could be um, a dance, it could be a musical piece depending on their interests. Uh, even as students kind of create an exhibit for a, a museum. Um, and so first of all they choose an event, and I usually take the, the times like post-World War II, so 1946 to present, and there's a ton of different um, events, people, and essentially what the, what we want them to do is create um, a monument, etc., to commemorate whether it be a contribution, whether it be a sacrifice, or an injustice committed against, you know, a person or people. In Canada, or related to Canadian history, so um, I'll just actually give you a few of the examples. Um, mm-hmm. They can do, and excuse me, because it's all in French, right? So I might have to translate mm-hmm. here in my head here. But you know, some of you know the typical ones: Tommy Douglas, of course, um, and you know le début du programme de soins de santé universel, um, and Lester B. Pearson and the Suez, the the Nobel Peace Prize for his contribution to um, ending or helping to resolve the Suez crisis, and uh, Chani Wenjack, so residential schools, um, the 60s scoop, Korean War, um, and then some neat ones that, you know, the kids that are, you know, we kind of just last couple of years, I kind of tease out these like little-known events, like Africville in um, Nova Scotia that was a predominantly black community and the city of Halifax destroyed it, and it was kind of like their little community. Um, And then even going into legislation, um, the multiculturalism legislation passed in 1971, legalization of gay marriage. um, So like many different types, Uh, Persian Gulf War, and I I underline that by saying it was the first time that uh, Canadian women were in combat. Um, Roberta Bondar, um, the Vietnamese boat people. So there's like just a wide variety, and they can go outside of these, this list, but it just kind of helps them um, kind of focus a bit. So... First of all, they pick a topic, and I do this at the near the end. probably I was about two and a half months left of the semester. So they've seen the the course up post-World War and Cold War. We've started to get into that. So that's when they choose this topic. And then we go on a field trip, um, a day-long field trip, and we start, uh, this year we started with an Indigenous walk. So in Ottawa, you can take students on, um, it's a program, it's run by this Jamie Morris um, in Ottawa, and it's, what they do is they they split the kids up and then there's guides, and they basically, you walk through the market from the perspective of an Indigenous person, and you look at different monuments, um, and, you know, they talk about the whole notion that, Ottawa is on unceded territory of the Algonquin people. And so it's really, they love that, because you look at it from a whole new perspective, right? Um, So we do that, um, and then what we do, we start there in the morning, and then our ultimate goal, by the afternoon, we get to the the Canadian War Museum. So you can do all this walking, but we start downtown, and then we, we look at different monuments on the way, to the museum, so we have our Indigenous walk, and then we look. For example, there's a series called Les Valiants, which are nine busts of, for example, uh, Arthur Curry, famous in the Battle of the New Rich. Ridge. So we look at kind of different predominant people that are portrayed. Um, then we go to Parliament Hill. We look at, you know, the monuments there, the famous five, and we kind of learn about or try and look at the. Um, that we can consider them almost as primary sources and what can we you know gain from that what can we learn just from the monument um and before like before we go on this field trip we look at in class we talk about symbolism used like it will just via just the internet we'll look at uh pictures of the the war monument so and we kind of research the the architect behind that, the symbols used. So we, as we're kind of downtown and actually looking at these things, we talk about the symbolism, et cetera, and we keep going past the parliament buildings and down, and the Holocaust, uh, Holocaust monument uh, was finally finished this last summer, I guess. So I think the fall was when it opened to the public. So we go, we take a lot of time looking at that, and again, how we can use that as a primary source, and then we end in the museum, and... By the museum, I I usually get them to focus more on like World War One, Two, and then Cold War and recent more recent conflicts because that's their themes are more on that side of the century. But so by then, hopefully they kind of have a bit of inspiration for what they might want to do, and then the museum is kind of twofold because of course it kind of reinforces what we've learned in the course, but then they can also look at how different um, events are portrayed in the museum. Um, So, yeah, so that's kind of the lead up to And then we get back to the class and we start, you know, more in-depth research and then the creation.
0: So I think, um, you know, looking at history through commemorations is really powerful because it brings into question all kinds of these, um, you know, themes of history, like who who do we celebrate, who, um, you know, representation and perspective like you mentioned um so what are some of the ways that you're encouraging the students to apply the historical thinking concepts and this sort of critical analysis when you're talking about commemorations
1: well we do and i would say that i i probably start that process a little earlier in the course and so Mm -hmm. because um one of the one of the um Question. so what the, the kids have to do for the the final project is they create the monument or etc but they also there's a written portion where you um, they, you have to explain the symbolism etc and the last question is do you think there will be any controversies with right. you know your monument um, and that really gets them thinking and we kind of start to do that earlier in the course even like John a McDonald and um, or Nellie McClung, right? We go into, mm-hmm. you know, these you know, powerful people in our history, but, you know, also controversial. Um, mm-hmm. And that's very interesting. Um, and, and when the kids make this thing, and it's, it's so great uh, as a history teacher, I just, I love where we are now compared to when I was in high school, because a lot like that, I don't remember learning about controversies. Like, Johnny McDonald was like, the best guy ever, right? Founded the country. And so we talked just about that. Like, well, how do you celebrate him? Like, do you, you know, because he was a bit of, he was an architect behind the residential school system. So do we take away all the good he did or how do you portray it? And Nellie McClung, you know, you know, she was also quite racist and, you know, favored eugenics in many cases. And one of my students who did Tommy Douglas was like mortified because Tommy yeah. was our greatest yeah. comedian and he was a supporter of eugenics. So we mm-hmm. talk about that and how, you know, so then if they have, I guess, what we would judge as false, and, you know, they are, but then do you take them out of everything? Do you not celebrate it? But, you know, but and, you know, we always get, and I say we because they, after much discussion and learning about different figures, you get to the place where, but that's how we learn and move on, Um, we learn and we kind of bring our history alive and we move on and, you know, better ourselves, better our country and continue building this nation, because we kind of have to look at all the sides.
0: Yeah, for sure, it's a really interesting approach and like you say, there's no shortage of sort of relevant examples in the, in the news in Canada these days.
1: In Ottawa, I mean, it's national, but there's this radio show on CBC, The Current, with Anna Maria Tremonti. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's all current events, and she's amazing, like amazing journalist. and like the stories are all well current, mm-hmm. all the current. and um i like I just find everyday goings on like are so powerful, and like, you know, even like the national news or you know, reading the newspaper or you know, just looking at you know, you know what's going on now with the you know Kane American relationships. but I find. For me as a teacher, and that's, I would say, in my latter years, that I've really kind of started to just go with what's going on every day. Right. Because they, they get, they relate to that. And then, because I mean, you know, I don't know if this is a good thing, but it's almost like, you know, I tell them the course, like I hate to sound so cliche, but history does repeat itself. Like you can look at what's going to, on today and you can go back and you know, look where we've come to get to this point or look how things are replaying. And I find that's the greatest source, like to inspire me. And they, I find it, they connect. You know, mm-hmm. when we can talk about something in the news that happened last night, say, okay, let's compare it, you know? Yeah. And they, they like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Very powerful. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit and I was wondering if you could sort of um, describe some of the student work that is submitted, because like we talked about, it's very impressive because they have, um, your students have so many different artistic talents. So are you able to sort of um, outline some of the submissions you received? Sure. I'll give you like
1: a, maybe kind of a variety. So yeah, um, the main... um, uh, most of them did choose to do a monument, and um, I did submit some of those for um, my uh, submission, or I submitted some of the examples of the monuments. Um, and um, I just got to get some concrete examples. So they, uh, one, you know, one of the really popular, um, one of the very popular topics for my kids was the legalization of gay marriage. I, like, a lot of them chose that topic. And it it also speaks to the school I'm at. It's, like, very um, diverse. There's, you know, some kids, like, you know, recently transgendered. um, And there's, you know, kids that are openly gay. And um, it's just the nature of the kids. It's just a very eclectic mix and very accepting. So they, like... They can't, and they're young, like, you forget, because, you know, you're teaching away, and sometimes you get so lost in what you're doing, you forget that these kids, like, were born in 2002, you know? Like, I'll mention something, oh, do you remember, like, the polytechnique? And they're like, (laughs) Meh okay, we weren't born. I'm like, ah, okay. So, you know, um, and so they can't imagine a place where that wouldn't be legal, you know? Mm, So I got some beautiful monuments. Um, and the one I chose to submit was uh, she had created, like, she took, actually with CDs, pieces of CDs that she kind of broke, and she created this kind of circle, and she lit a candle so it, it had the specter, like the rainbow colors, like it would reflect. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was Let Love Shine. Anyhow, it was beautiful. So I got some beautiful monuments, like ideas around that, because that was very a uh, popular choice. Um, And then some other great ones, um, uh, uh, a few kids chose to do in the dance program, chose to do dances. I had one for um, the residential school system um, and one for actually um, Free the Children, Hmm. the organization Free the Children. And they were also beautiful, and they really um, kind of, like the symbolism, like the dancers, they they just choose, like they would explain the reason for their choice of music, and then, you know, the different, they kind of, and they play it to the class, so they'd kind of break it, like they'd stop and, okay, when this is happening, you know, that's like Mm. the door closing, you know, Um, so I did one with residential schools, one girl did the 60s scoop um, in the form of a dance, Um, so very powerful, and another girl wrote her own, like, Music piece, like, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> and she did it, it was on um, the Vietnamese r- refugees, and it mm. was beautiful. Like, it was, uh, so again, she explained her choice and she used like um, Asian, she kind of was inspired by some Asian forms of music and brought that in. Um, mm. So that was great. And another girl, one of the topics was the Polytechnique. Um so the Montreal massacre mm-hmm. um, when the fourteen when the fourteen girls were shot um, by Mark Lapine because they were women, and she chose to kind of create a museum. so hmm. she she used the class and she put like on like, you know, random desk, she put the pictures of the women, and um, she, you know, uh, she had them all laminated and then, uh, at the front of the class she she had like a, her design for a plaque that she would have and her idea was to actually um, put this plaque in the classroom where it happened which she had researched because that was her idea. she goes oh but there's already a plaque there but what I thought I could do is um, not only have the pictures of the women but she had researched all these women scientists um, Canadian women like through, you know, the century up until recent, you know, like prominent, you know, women in the field of science to just, you know, also have a positive kind of light, how, you know, women are still pursuing right. sciences and still, even though this has happened, like it, you know,
0: yeah, it's yeah.
1: not, you know, going to stop yeah. women. And so that was very powerful. And then some kids did paintings, which were amazing. So mm-hmm. they did a painting. of its, uh, I had two that did... Uh, the Korean War, uh, which was beautiful. And a- another girl actually doing polytechnic, she did a painting and she did like the Woman of Liberty. I um, got the Statue of Liberty, but she's a woman. Uh, Liberty, and it was quite dark. <laughs> she says, "Because this is a little bit dark." I'm like, "It's okay, you know." And she had like 14 holes in, you know, this statue. It was, but it was so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was so very diverse, and I think that's what's exciting as a teacher. Um, it's just how diverse it is, and I think that was another question you had. Do you have a favorite moment? And uh, I think it was just. Just that is when they shared their pieces, like all of them had, like they learned, you know, about their events, they were able to make like, these amazing connections, and they enjoyed the creative process. Um, and one girl, uh, um, V, so she's Vietnamese, and her parents immigrate or they came as a refugee. So, like, her pri- one of her primary sources was her dad. I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Miss, how do I cite this? I'm like, oh, okay, well. But, like, amazing <laughs> stuff, right? So yeah. for them, I mean, of course, she probably knew the story, but actually she said, she goes, I learned much more about the story. Because as a little kid, you're brought into the world, and you just, you're, yeah, I, her parents, because her parents didn't really talk about it that much, really. Yeah. And so she, you know, so it was really powerful for her to see that learn that much.